0: Our geo-quiz today can be boiled down to one simple question. Where would you find caves carved out of limestone cliffs and filled with silk banners and colorful 8th century frescoes to attract Buddhist worshippers. Pretty specific. Well, one answer is in western China, near the Gobi Desert, in the city of Dunhuang. But the answer we're looking for is a lot closer to home. Annette Giuliano is professor of Asian art and history at Rutgers University. So describe the exhibit you've helped to create in New York to replicate these ancient Buddhist caves.
1: We selected two replica caves. The China Institute has two small galleries so that One gallery is filled with one cave of a later date, 8th century, which was the peak of the cave building at Dunhuang. And then the other gallery has part of a smaller cave, which has a very distinctive architectural feature called a central stupa pillar, and has some objects from Dunhuang that were brought from the site. These were part of a larger space that was meant for worship.
0: So it's the museum of the China Institute. That would be the China Institute Gallery in New York City. That's the answer to the GeoQuiz. That's where you'll find those replicas of those Buddhist caves. Specifically, what street is it on?
1: (laughs) It's on 65th Street between Lexington Avenue and Park.
0: Well, we'll link to it on our website. Now, these Buddhist caves were located at one end of the historic Silk Road. What actually happened in these caves during these epic travels along the Silk Road?
1: Well, the site first started out for Buddhist monks to be places of meditation and study, but Dunhuang is located at the end. Where the two Silk Roads come across Xinjiang or Central Asia into China, it's also the place where people left China to return back along the Silk Roads. But it was a very active trade route. There was exotic goods as well as monks and merchants coming back and forth across the desert and stopping at Dunhuang, which became a center for both trade but also a religious center.
0: Meditation for Buddhists along the way. It almost sounds like the little chapels in airports. <laughs>
1: No, it's quite a complex, and Buddhist monks resided there. It was also a translation center because one of the challenges of Buddhism spreading from India across Central Asia into China were language issues, since the sutras were often in Sanskrit and other related languages, so they had to be translated into Chinese. Sutras
0: are kind of prayers, right?
1: Right. The sutras are texts about the teachings Mm -hmm. of the Buddha. Okay. Beside monks, many of the merchants who traveled back and forth were multilingual, so they often helped participate in the translation.
0: You first experienced these Dunhuang Caves in 1980. What was that like, coming across them for the first time? And describe them inside.
1: First of all, getting there in 1980 was extraordinary because you had to take a train for three or four days from Lanzhou, which is the capital of Gansu, where this is located. And I spent most of my time with my nose. Pressed against the window, looking at the most extraordinary changes in landscape, mm. to black deserts, to then the sand deserts, and they still have great sandstorms. So mm. you uh, have to wear cover your head periodically, as the sand just uh, blows against it. Then you get to these looks like a beehive of holes, but when you walk into the cave, it's an extraordinary contrast with the brilliant colors because they used a lot of mineral pigments like lapis lazuli and turquoise, which they ground up, in cinnabar, brilliant reds. So the inside is a glow. It's dark, but then candles originally, but also flashlights. And it was just an amazing transformation to be inside of these spaces. The paint is startling. And, you know, recently they found unfinished caves. But then they actually did an excavation and found out that that was where the community lived. There would be monks who were painting painters of the caves, and they live there. And we brought over from this Northern End excavation some paint pots, which still have colors in them, to show that this was actually a community of monks. They were also pilgrims who came to visit, and some of them left Persian coins and other things that they left behind, so that it was actually a place for people to stay as well as for monks to live.
0: Well, it's fascinating stuff. Annette Giuliano, professor of Asian art and history at Rutgers University, telling us about the new Dunhuang exhibit at the China Institute Gallery in New York. Professor Giuliano, thank you so much.
1: All right. Thank you very much.